Hello, and welcome to Guaranteed Adventures. What you're about to hear is a promotion from Tomes of the Chaos Bard, another family-friendly actual play tabletop RPG podcast. If you enjoy us, and you thought, I would love it if they have a longer story, then you should head on over to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. They're fun, they're funny, and they have original music. So without further ado, Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Our story starts in the land Caleth, where a goblinoid power is rising in the north with contention in its wake. We follow our intrepid heroes who I have called to bring balance to the chaos. Our fearless leader, Roscoe. So you're the leader of this group. Well, that's what they tell me. Our lady with one body and two minds, Lila and Garatha. There are two of us here. They're very distinct personalities, but... Never, never dull moment, never lonely, that's for sure. Our timid Henley. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Mm. <laughs> Our adventurous Fenrir. And he's going to start making his way, but he wants to be playing songs. <laughs> <laughs> and our wise Boudreaux. Once upon a time, they'd be human, and then they turn into a scary animal, and that's why you call them where, because you don't know where the human went. Tomes of the Chaos Bard, an actual play D&D podcast with original songs and music. A podcast for all ages. You can find us on any major podcast platform and YouTube. I am Solemn the Chaos Bard. Come, join us as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. (laughs) Bye! Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures, where the stories might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. I'm your GM, Tim, and going around the table, we've got... Nathan, playing Bertram Honksley. Seth, playing Otis. The other Seth, playing Quill Graybell. Kyle, playing Jean Auton. So these are our characters for our new Maplewood adventure that we are starting up. Let's go. Let's get into it. In the world of Maplewood, there is an order of the Maple Leaf called the Order of the Maple Leaf. (laughs) That's a good name for it. It's not, yeah. It has different chapters spread out throughout the wood, are in charge of providing uh, protection for those different areas. There is also a bandit coalition, which may or may not come up in later on in the uh, adventure. We start our adventure in Marshview as there are three young caretaker apprentices who are uh, wandering around the town at the festival of Atlas Days. Who do we see as we zoom in on these three guys? Probably first you'd see the giant uh, armored moose person. Yeah. Yeah, He's uh, he wears... Uh... Silver armor, has a silver face mask on that, so you can't see his face at all. 
Uh, he has a long blue cape carrying a halberd. The blade is in the shape of a maple leaf. Ooh. Does he have any, like, decoration stuff on his armor? He, he probably has, like, a, like, gold, uh, like, embroidery stuff on it. Like, of, like, branches and stuff like yeah. that. And so, uh, he is a moose knight, which is, like, one of the elite fighting force, uh, people of the Order of the Maple Leaf. Yes. He is the son of one of the head. One of the head guys. Head honcho. So, he's been in the Order his whole entire life. So we've also got Bertram Honksleaf. He is a rather muscular-looking goose, like as much as odd as that may be. Uh, <laughs> typically, like he's one of the members of the Gaggle within the Order. Who Gaggles are like they're a lot of the people on the front lines. Like will be in the combat. A lot of times you'll see them wearing armor. He's a little bit more just wearing like the coverings that would go on the armor, like showing the the symbols of the gaggle but is not actually like wearing the actual armor himself he like doesn't like the restraint on his movement as much like things a little bit more freer and he can do more (laughs) without it i'm picturing the lower half more free and more (laughs) of the top half i mean like a winnie the pooh situation (laughs) a little bit more of just a a robe more or less or just a little like the not quite loincloth, but like longer than that. But I mean, yeah, it, it can be a little bit more freer. The, yeah. the, the, the Smeagol covering that's just like eh, almost like, there. I think it's like a little bit more than that. But <laughs> okay, good. good. Quill is your hedgehog um, looking guy who probably is just as he's walking just trying to make eye contact with every single person. Just like nodding, you know, like, hello, welcome. Yes. So glad you're here. Sticking close by. And yeah, as we're going up a hill, I'd probably uh, just... As I've always done and uh, very casually just jump on to Jean's uh, back uh, and let him kind of carry me so that way I'm not falling behind um, and just kind of right in his shoulder a little bit. Nice. Yeah, as you're kind of walking through the the city, we've got like there's different vendors selling uh, different like types of foods. And uh, there's a guy who's uh, off to the edge shouting, uh, test your might, test your might with all of these uh skill checks and different things that you can do to, <laughs> to <laughs> compete with your fellow uh, humble folk. I'm going to look at I'm, I'll walk over and be like, sir, your way of talking is not uh, usual. Uh, oh, you guys are the, uh, the caretakers in training. The apprentices. Yes, that is us. Perfect. Well, then you should be able to do this quite well because your teamwork is already established through other mystical ways, right? Because that's what they tell us. Yeah, obviously, yes. Yeah, okay, perfect, good. So, uh, you see behind him there are uh, different levels of bars that are set at like varying heights. And so uh, the goal of this one is you have to throw one of your party members up as high as they can get and grab onto one of the bars. Oh, just like when we were kids. Yes. Although you did grow a lot bigger, and it's harder for me to throw you now. <laughs> yeah. I know, but you must still try. Still try. <laughs> I'll uh, rub my hands together and say, uh, do, you have any, uh, do you have any powder? Uh, he kind of waits for a second. He's like, oh, yes. Uh, and he grabs some dirt off the ground and like kind of gestures for you to grab it. Ah, perfect. <laughs> All right. So, uh, alley-oop. Aliyup. Aliyup. Yes, this is a team thing, <laughs> by the way. So you all have to do it together. Oh. 
two on the bottom push and one one goes flying. Maybe it would be better if uh, you guys push, throw me. I mean, it'd be a little bit lopsided if me and Jean throw you, so. Oh, uh, yes. But what if I throw him and then he throws you? Oh, Ooh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, could go wrong? <laughs> you would definitely win if, the, if you both, both of the ones who were thrown were, uh, you know, grabbed onto the bars that are up there. Let's, yeah, let's attempt Let it. Let's do this. <laughs> let's attempt it. I love it. Okay, uh, so Jean is going to be at the bottom throwing Bertram, who's going to be throwing Quill, right? Correct. If, Correct. If, I, if I understood that right. Yeah, what what was confusing about it? I have no idea. That was, it was Don't worry, I was confused as... too, and I was the one saying it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so let's make strength checks. Is it just athletics? Uh, Yeah, yeah, athletics check would be would work there. And then you guys make acrobatic saves as well, the ones being thrown. I rolled a uh, 20. And then, so acrobatics first for... Yes, a- acrobatics for Bertram. Uh, that is 25. Nice. Athletics, 27. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Did you all roll, like, 18s? <laughs> okay, so what, what check is my first one? Uh, you just, since you're not throwing anyone, Correct. you just have an acrobatic save to grab onto that bar. Great, 19. 19? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you just, uh, Jean just huck them up there, and uh, right in perfect timing, just like you're in uh, training again, Bertram, you toss Quill up, Quill, and you both grab onto bars that are in uh, cascading order. He, the guy at the bottom, is like, I have never seen such teamwork, or it was beautiful. He's got like a tear coming out of his eye that yeah, he's like slowly usually, wipes away. Usually, uh, I'm the one on the bar, but I... Make an exception today. Yes. Well, I mean, you guys can come down now. This was, I mean, and you see you've got a like, crowd uh, now around, and they're all, like, clapping. Oh, and, yeah! Oh, you're so amazing! That was awesome! <laughs> I like to just glide down with my wings. And then I'll land in John's, like, antlers. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, you guys can pick anything out of here that you want. And he kind of opens up a small chest, and there's like little trinkets and stuff uh, in there. Quill, you get you get just like this. Uh, it looks like a blank piece of paper at first, but then you turn it over, and it is uh, half of the floor plan to the uh, monastery of the Order of the Maple Leaf there in <laughs> there in Marshview. Thank you, sir. This is amazing. Why do yes, they uh, have quite that. the treasure? <laughs> John, you pull out this shimmering glass orb. Uh, that has a piece of paper in the middle of it that is a riddle in a language that you uh, don't actually speak yet. Or no. I don't know why I said yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not planning on giving you language proficiencies. (laughs) So there are, uh, there's like these uh, figurines cut out of leaves, like dead leaves. Uh, You know those dolls that you can kind of cut out and then you, out of a piece of paper and then you unstring them and they're all like one string? It's like that, but it's like a bunch of different kinds of animals. I feel like we got called into a children's activity (laughs) and maybe no wonder we did so well. I mean, there was nobody there, so. Okay. Well, okay. (laughs) Can we do it again for more prizes? (laughs) I have four more kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, if... You could bring them here, and they can, uh, I guess, do it. Well, that is a good idea. 
as you keep kind of walking along, there's uh, different uh, other games. There's a, a bunch of people riding around on like giant cats that are just trying to knock each other off. In a little bit, as you're kind of walking through and seeing some of the f- food vendors and stuff like that, uh, you hear these footsteps running up behind you, uh, and you hear someone saying, "Bertram, Jean, the Maple Leaf has come. The one who's coming to give you your mission from the speaker. The Great Maple has decided that you're ready to become caretakers." Oh, that is mildly exciting. <laughs> that is very exciting. Wow, we we better get get you guys going. Yeah, you're... time to finally fulfill my father's fe- footsteps. Uh, so as you're uh, walking up, uh, you hear that news has started to spread that like these apprentices, uh, which really are just Jean and uh, Bertram. Bertram at this point, because Quill, you left the order, the training, right? The yeah, apprentice I'm, program? Yep. No longer an apprentice. Um, just took over more training other apprentices to see who, who would take my spot instead. Yeah. Uh, so right now they have not found, uh, you would know this, they haven't found anybody yet because they would submit it to you for mm-hmm. approval first before uh, going on. But uh, you can sell, tell that people are starting to kind of crowd around you and, and like usher you just out of the town to, to where the monastery sits uh, up on top of a, a large hill. I always hate how they do this. They push me around. Push you around? <laughs> I hate how they do this. I, will, I go where I go. <laughs> yeah, you can tell like there's just very small paws that are like on your legs as you're... <laughs> <laughs> just trying not to step on them. Uh, so as you come up to this monastery, you see there are uh, two great big archways uh, right at the entrance. One that leads into kind of a court courtyard uh, where there is a beautiful little maple leaf sapling. Uh, and you would know that each monastery has a sapling uh, there that kind of is symbolic of its you know, representation of its uh, connection to the great maple. Uh, so this sapling is, you know, still a young tree um, and very much uh, alive and probably, oh, 10, 12 feet tall. So it's definitely towering above even the monastery and at least the courtyard. And so it's able to be seen. And you can see the current caretakers are there uh, and spread around. And there is another character there. Uh, that you see a young uh, squirrel who looks like this. He is a red squirrel, so he's got reddish fur, and he wears nice clothes, but they're, like, loose. Like, they're not too big for him. They're just a looser style of clothing for easy movement. He's got a nice scarf wrapped around him with uh, pinned up by a maple leaf insignia. Uh, yeah, and they're kind of talking back and forth, and uh, as you approach, the guards kind of, uh, halt the crowd behind you because this is kind of more of a of a private thing um, that they're supposed to do. But the crowd outside can see the courtyard, can see everybody there, and and see the the maple sapling uh, as well. Um, and as you kind of approach, uh, there is uh, one of the older members, one of the older caretakers that's there, uh, Ashlyn Yellow Growl, uh, says, "Oh, it's so nice that you came so quickly." We came as fast as the crowd pushed us. Ah, words of I, wisdom, Jean. I hate when they do that. <laughs> Jean is just e- eagerness. They're excited. Ah, Quill, it is so good to see you again. You ah, have not yes, been here. Master Ashton. We still have not found your replacement. Well, I'm sure someone will gladly step up. I hope they do, especially in light of the maple, the great maple now saying that 
you are ready. The, and he gestures to Jean and Bertram. It's like, we have never had a caretaker or a monastery that is just two. It is always three or more. So we must see how, how this goes, I suppose. But, young squirrel, you come bringing a message. Uh, as she looks up at Otis, Otis is not looking at her at all. Or, or the newcomers. He is just looking out at the crowd that's gathered around. He loves when all eyes are on him. Hello! I'm Otis, the Maple Leaf, sent by the Speaker of the House with an important message to deliver. And I'd like to sing a song. <laughs> oh, I met a squirrel so lovely, lived in a hickory tree. I knew when first I saw her, she's the only squirrel for me. Her tail, it was so lovely, and her whiskers were so fine. I'd be the happiest man alive if I could only make her mine. Oh, never again in hickory, you're not the squirrel for me. As we talked, I knew that it was love that I had found. She wasn't much for climbing, liked to stay upon the ground. Her fur was gorgeous, black and white, I'd never seen its pair. And when she spoke, it sounded just like music in the air. Oh, never again in hickory, you're not the squirrel for me. And then a vicious beastie came a-swooping through the air. That squirrel, she left the beastie and me both a-running scared. A noxious cloud, it filled the air. Good heavens, lads, it stunk. For as I'm sure you figured out, that squirrel, she was a skunk. Oh, never again in hickory, you're not the squirrel for me. Oh, never again in hickory, you're not the squirrel for me. Yes, nice. Woo! Quill is just ex- so excited. This was amazing. Not quite the tone of the meeting, but <laughs> make a uh, Make a performance check for that. With okay. advantage. Do it with an advantage. 25. 25, yeah. So you you could see, like, right at the beginning, the crowd was kind of like, okay, this is... So you're a maple leaf, and they had a maple leaf caretaker that's there. Very stoic individual. Just super, like, everything's so serious and matter-of-fact. And it's like, no, this is how it is. And definitely not charismatic. And you hop up and give this wonderful song. And they're like, what is this guy doing? I'm into it. And so the crowd, by the end, the crowd's like clapping on the beat and, and, uh, which is amazing for crowds to be able to do. So that's, uh, that's how good of a performance it was. (laughs) So they're just in awe of that. Uh, and so the current Maple Leaf, uh, Osbert Sable Leaf is his name. Uh, he says, well, son, that was inspiring. A skunk, you say. Based on true events, I assume. Your life? Uh, what kind of animal is Osbert? Uh, he is a... It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> weird. He is a... Sk- no. Um, I'll say he is a uh, gallus. Like okay. a chicken. Uh, Otis, I don't think even... Otis is just like reveling in the applause. I don't think he even hears... I don't think he even notices him. He's still just standing up like waving at people. Son. Son, come down, please. It is time to give the message. I, I look down and say, "Oh, oh, right, Otis. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, Oswald." And I'll hop down. It's Osbert, but thank you for jumping down. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. So, uh, who's uh? I pull out the letter, and who is the letter addressed to? Uh, the letter is addressed to the apprentices at uh, Marshview. So not specific names, but sure. just the apprentices at Marshview. So who are the apprentices at Marshview? That would be Jean Autran. 
At your service. Bertram Hogsleaf, also at your service. Otis just looks up. Because I'm like three feet tall. Like, how tall are you guys? So about eight feet. So you're easily twice. You're over twice my size. Yeah. I'll look up and hold the letter up as high as I can. (laughs) I'll grab it from. Uh, from. And Osborne says, no, no, that is not how this is supposed to go. And he grabs it away from uh, Bertram from your hand. He hands it it uh, back to Otis and says, Otis, you read the message. Oh, oh, right. Uh, Sorry, I I forgot. Did they not train you on this? Sorry, I got caught up in the moment with the crowd. Has the Maple Heart gotten that lax in procedure? No, I'm just tired after a long trip. (sighs) You should have rested before coming. That is irresponsible. Yeah, but you know, I was just so excited to be here. I guess I understand that. So I need to read this, right? Yes, you read the message the speaker gave. That is our jobs as maple leafs. I'll hop back up on the, like, the ring around the tree. Nice. (laughs) And I'll open the letter. From the eternal great maple comes this message. How beautiful my children were. Will they ever be this way again? My branches feel stiff and dry. They shine as spring comes closer, and bringing with it, my end. As Otis is reading this uh, message, the bark starts to turn black and starts to crumble, and the leaves start to uh, dry up and fall to the ground. And as they're falling, they just turn to dust, and the whole area is now filled with this smoky smell. So Quill, seeing this, is like in shock. This should not be happening, and the timing of this does not seem right. Mm-hmm. So, can he make a? Can I make a perception check, investigation, see if there's anybody that might have caused this and was waiting for the speaker to do this? Yeah, yeah. Make a make a perception check. I think. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. Nice. In Quill's training, he's very uh, perceptive in. Uh, or he has been trained in ways to see magic that's, like, a lot of times hidden uh, to the eye. Um, and so as as he was reading, as Otis was reading this message, you could see that there was wisps of power coming off of the wisps of magic, coming off of the piece of paper that he had, and kind of going both to the tree and then to the caretakers uh, that are around there, too. What's everybody staring at? Yeah, I'll quickly grab the piece of paper away from Otis, not even acknowledge him, and I'll bring it to our maple leaf and say, uh, this this was emitting light and power. I believe it, it was caused with a sapling. Oh, yes. That is how things are done, fair Quill. The message that is given is written on special paper that causes whatever is written on it to become reality and only the speaker has access to this paper supposedly now this message i don't know why it would the speaker would want our sapling to die but it must have something to do with the mission maybe it's to find the cause of this maybe somebody's doing it maybe it's time for the age to end I'll look to Otis and say, um, what did you know about this? What What's going on? I've still got my back to the tree. I haven't actually seen what's <laughs> happened yet. Uh, what, what What do you mean? Well, do you not see the the smoke, the the power? Tur- turn around, Otis. I'll turn around. 
and uh, just my uh, all my jaw will drop. I'll say, "What? I I don't think this was supposed to happen. Was this supposed to happen?" All things happen in the way the great maple designs. But this is confusing. <laughs> are there like uh, <laughs> clergy or what are they called? Like you said, like the... The caretakers. The caretakers. Yeah. Are there like a bunch of caretakers around? Uh, there's just the three uh, original no, caretakers. No, not caretakers. I mean, like, are there like other like Oh, no. Work at it's, the... it's just pretty much uh, so the caretakers. So there's no one to you. like... Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's the crowd that's kind of around. I want to get people to start getting the crowd away. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's like the, the monastery guards. Yeah, that's what I was oh, okay. asking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the monastery guards are there. They're they're just standing in awe though, because they've never seen anything like this. I'll just like walk up to them and be like, "Get this crowd back to the festival." Oh yeah, uh, immediately. Uh, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm gonna hop down around the base of the maple and just like pick up a branch and try to put it back on the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So the guards start snap out of their trance and kind of start ushering the the crowd outside of the the monastery there, so you guys can have some uh, some time. Uh, Perhaps we should take this inside. Yes, that is a great idea. Let's go inside. There is something that we need to give you before you set off on your mission. I don't even know what the mission is. Uh, Quill, I know this is not what you would desire, but can you accompany them? If somebody has gained access to the speaker's paper... They will be one of the most powerful people in the land. Even if we had another shade in training, I could not trust them to do what needs to be done. Quill will look pensive and reluctant, knowing the last time that he went out on a mission did not end the way that he thought he would ever encounter before. Um, and that's why he stepped away and he'll, he'll look. I think, uh, Jean will see him like, kind of like, this like look on his face, and he'll like bend down towards him, p- put his finger on his shoulder, and be like, "Quill, if something is happening to the Great Maple, we must figure what it is, for we owe our lives to the Great Maple." That's true. And I cannot think of anyone joining Jean and I but you. I will need to run it by starlight, but count me in. Uh, I walk over and just slap you full on the back. That's the spirit. Ouch! <laughs> yeah, you have some quill marks in your hand now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, they they'll give uh, a, a night's rest. I think to kind of get everything in order and everything uh, set and ready to go uh, for you guys for the next day. Uh, so you you have an evening um, here before before we go inside. Who has that paper? The uh, I gave it to Osbert. Osbert has yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And as he k- kind of goes inside, he waves you over and kind of pulls you pulls you aside too. He says, Otis, you must keep this paper. It is your paper that was given to you by the speaker. Tell me, was there anything that you noticed when you were given this that was different than the other times that you've been at the Maple Heart. Hmm. The speaker seemed worried. I don't know about what, but he seemed a little bit on edge. Mm. He has a lot on his mind. Yeah. He said I'd understand more when I got here. Maybe you'll be able to explain a little bit. 
make a... My deception and persuasion are both plus nine. Okay. Good uh, lord! Uh, up, up to you. <laughs> the, yeah, make either okay. a perception or... or uh, yeah. 19. 19. Nice. Um, he says, Well, everything about this is most unusual, but... Yes, let us talk. And he kind of uh, pulls you in and he's going to kind of talk about the the roles of the maple, specifically on the capstone mission that they're given. And so the role that the maple leaf plays is a lot more of a, uh, a guiding voice for the group to kind of keep them on track, keep them what they're uh, doing and remind them why they're doing, you know, what they're doing. still hear sounds of the festival going on uh down below are they still in the meetings he's still in his meeting or yeah it's probably like an hour hour and a half that they're in that meeting uh, together uh but buddy i think you should wait for otis and show him around while uh quill and i go to our families and for the for one last night until we come back i will honor your wishes yeah, so you guys are going to to your families, uh, Jean and Quill. Yeah. Uh, Jean, I imagine what? we're neighbors too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh for sure. We you have we, to be we bought a duplex. <laughs> we bought a duplex. <laughs> bought a duplex. <laughs> Our family basically lives in. Yeah. It was a very it because we were apprentices. They built new construction because you have seven foot tall moose on one side <laughs> and three foot hedges on the other. It's but, a hilarious looking house. <laughs> yeah. It's a mirror image. Just one is. Like half the size. Uh, so what is Jean's house like as he walks home? Probably a little chaotic. He has five children. He has one that's about 10-ish. And then he has a daughter who's about A, and it just keeps going down. Third and fourth are twins. And then he has like a newborn still. Yeah. Little baby. Little baby. Little baby. So kids running around so all kids over kids running place. around. One swinging around a stick. <laughs> acting like a moose knight. Of course. So, and uh, when Quill gets home, what is what do we uh, see in Quill's house? You know, Quill loves his family, and he'll he'll salute to Jean as he walks uh, through the smaller door on the right, and uh, will yell, "Starlight, I'm home!" Starlight um, is the light of his life. Um, met met her a few years ago, but didn't <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Didn't put a ring on it, uh, per se, until about uh, two years ago um, after that mission. and But now they have uh, two, probably eight-month-old uh, kids, uh, Roxy and Rosie, two twins as well. Yeah, it's, it's probably a mess. It's a, it's a happy mess. It's, it's a lived-in mess. A comfortable mess. Yeah, you walk in and you know that people live here and are busy purposefully yeah. and that uh, you can tell that they would welcome any stranger into their home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Starlight uh, kind of uh, comes around the corner, has like a dish towel in her hand or something uh, from uh, doing some of the dishes, and uh, says, Quill! And kind of runs to you and like frolics across the living room. <laughs> Quill! You're home! <laughs> Starlight, it's been so long. These last three hours have just been so hard. I was heartbroken when you left, but now I am 
complete again. Is it true, though? I was not expecting this for to be my wife. (laughs) Is that the light of your life? (laughs) True, but I wasn't expecting her to be flowy and hippie. Oh, gotcha. Which is great. Star light. (laughs) (laughs) We're hedgehogs. (laughs) Hedgehogs can be fun, too. It's true. Uh, She says, is it true that the sapling is dead? The the sapling has indeed... um, or at least is diseased. We don't we don't know if it's too late or dead fully, but that is partially why I'm I'm here, um, honey. And I've been asked to go along with Jean and Bertram. Um, we have not found a suitable replacement for um, the apprentice yet, uh, for me. And even though, as you know, we have many good trainees, unfortunately, none are as good as me. And uh, I need to go. And I know that's something that we we agreed that I wouldn't necessarily do um, unless absolutely necessary. But, honey, I think this is necessary. If if the Great Maple is indeed in danger, you must go. You have no other choice. We will be fine. Darling, dearest, Honey Boo Boo. You know Honey Boo Boo is my favorite one. (laughs) That's why I always say it for last. Yep. When I call you our pet names. <laughs> and where are our two little special darlings? Oh, they were napping. We had a big day at the festival. Come, you must say goodbye. <laughs> I guess you're not leaving till tomorrow. But <laughs> I, I know you miss me, but let's just savor these, this last night. And I, I would prefer to hang out instead of, you know, leaving right away. I would like that too. I do, I do know that uh, Jean is over uh, talking to Talia now and uh, saying goodbye. So maybe we maybe we have one one long last dinner, you know, uh, before we go, and we will make it back. I will make sure of it. Jean and I will make it back. Bertram too. <laughs> hey, Bert. So let's go to then Jean and uh, the chaos that is happening in his uh, house. <laughs> <laughs> I think like so it's usually chaotic, but mm-hmm. as soon as like the children see him, they get like they're like they're usually just very like soldierly just like Yeah, do you have them they like, line up? So, like, yeah. Do you have them like in the sound of music where they all like with the whistles and they all line up according to height and or age? No, I think it's just like as soon as like they hear the door handle, mm-hmm. they immediately just like line up. Okay. Like, like so, like you hear the chaos in the background. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's like a scene in a movie, you hear like screaming, and also like as soon as the like the handle turns, yeah, it's just dead silent, and just hear scurrying, and then. Uh, so your your children, your house is chaotic for sure yeah. because of what was just. I there. know what's been going on. Yeah, uh, and uh, your wife uh, comes around the corner and uh, says, ah, "They will never do that for me." How how do you always just commit? Just it's mildly infuriating, Jean. You baby them too much. So how was the message? Is it true about the sapling? It is true, and therefore I am going on a mission to figure out what is going on with the maple. Well, this is your dream, and our family's dream. I have worked my entire life for this mission. And for the maple. There is no one I would trust more with the future of our, of the maple wood, than you. 
Quill is coming along as well. I know that he is not supposed to, but there's no one else. Are they welcoming him back as an apprentice? No, he's just going on the mission for I trust only him. I know. I know he will take care of you. And I will take care of him. And Bertram. (laughs) 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 Yes, Bertram. I... He doesn't come around much. He likes to keep to himself. All right, children. Dinner time. Uh, I'm going to pull Paul aside at some point. Paul's my oldest child. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. There's Paul, Belle, Dane, Jane, and Percy. Paul, while I am gone, you are the man of the house. Yes, of course, Father. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I won this at the... That's one of the games in the festival. I want you to have it. And I give him my little glass bead with the riddle in it. Thank you, Father. This will be my most cherished possession from you. I will use it in all my combats. And I will honor you. I don't think that's what it is for. (laughs) Oh. Just hold on to it until I get back. Can I chuck it at Percy? Uh, Percy is a baby. Please do not. He must learn reflexes like you did with me, Papa. (laughs) I will teach him reflexes. (laughs) You just focus on your training with the stick. Yes. And you see he has it like strapped to his back. (laughs) For one day you will inherit the Albert. (laughs) The family Albert. (laughs) Now go. Go train. Okay. Yes, father. Papa. Whatever I call you. <laughs> and he runs off with the ball. Uh, the little glass orb. <laughs> you know, let's just cancel the campaign and let's just do this house. <laughs> welcome to the... <laughs> welcome to Maplewood, a sitcom. <laughs> but Paul will be training the whole time. He won't have yeah, dinner yet. Yeah. You'll just hear stick sounds in the background. <laughs> uh, so back at the monastery... Uh, Bertram and Otis, uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, Bertram is just kind of pensively waiting outside just the door, waiting for Otis to finish up with the the maple leaf. And, like, he's just kind of twirling his thumbs, just thinking about, like, just thinking back on his life, like, thinking about the, the like, what he just witnessed in front of him with the tree yeah. igniting, and is just like, this is not what I expected. This is not how I thought my journey would start, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah, because he... So the others went uh, back to their family, and uh, does Bertrand have any family in the area? Uh, no, his father has actually passed away, and so he is kind of a lone wolf, although lone goose, I suppose, <laughs> in this case. Lone goose wolf. Wolf goose. goose. Lone wolf goose. Uh, so he, he k- tends to keep a lot to himself. He's a bit more on the reserve side, but very introspective. Uh, yeah, as he's kind of sitting there, the door opens, uh, and, uh, Otis, uh, comes out, uh, with, uh, Osbert. Hi, I'm Otis! And I'll stick my hand up at, like, a 45-degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll reach out and be like, Bertram, nice to meet you. You too. So you're one of the apprentices here? Yes, yes, I am. I, it seems we may be going on a journey together to figure out what's going on with the maple leaf. Yeah, it sounds like. Looks like we're leaving tomorrow? Yes, that is the plan. Where'd the others go? Uh, they went back to their homes. They have families, loved ones that they were 
spending one last night with before adventure. How about you? I live alone. I'll slap him on the back, which, I mean, is probably about waist level. Slap <laughs> <laughs> him on the butt. And say, Tail feathers. You know, I saw a carnival on the way in. You want to hit up the big top with me? Mm, I was just actually there, but I can, I can enjoy some time there, too. All right, just give me a minute to get ready. Yes, let, let me show you to your room. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there is basically like a big, a common room where if the apprentices don't have families, they stay, uh, all of them stay there uh, in that in that room. So there's like four or five bunks that are set up uh, there. So I will, will follow me. Here's the, there's our rooms where I'm, my bunk is up here. You, my blow is, is here. I'll be waiting for you outside. Oh, great. That sounds wonderful. Thanks, Bertram. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, and so Bertram, are you staying in the room? Or are you heading out? Or... I'll head outside and wait Okay. Uh, so yeah, Otis, you're uh, kind of alone in this room now, and you've got uh, the cloak that you grabbed. Uh, and uh, what are you what are you doing? I'm getting ready. I'm I'm gonna take my scarf and like wrap it around my tail so it's not so big and bushy mm-hmm. and, and not very noticeable. Yeah. And then just throw the scarf over me, pull the hood up, uh, make sure that as many of my features are hidden as possible. Yeah. As you uh, go to, like, you take off your scarf and everything, uh, you hear a little clatter uh, and clang that that goes to the ground. And it's your maple leaf insignia that kind of uh, fell off as you were taking off your yeah. uh, your hood thing. I'll reach down. I'll bend over slowly and pick it up and hold it up and look at it in the light. I mm-hmm. honestly haven't really got a good look at it. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see a little spot of blood on it and just take some uh, take a rag and wipe it off, clean it up a little bit, and then pin it back on my cloak. Yeah, you're done getting yourself ready. Got the the maple leaf all polished up uh, and everything, and then uh, and yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, this was this is very different than the way I started the day. Mm-hmm. This bed that I'm sitting on is probably the softest bed I've slept on in years, and I'm thinking that it might turn out to be a little harder to impersonate a maple leaf than I initially expected. Probably, I think that is where we're going to end our uh, session. So what do you th- mean impersonate? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't believe you were in the room. No, so, <laughs> uh, that's privileged information. Quill, Quill is uh, still. Quill's very skilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I followed you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that is the first episode of Maplewood. I am your GM, Tim, and going around the table, we've got Nathan playing Bertram Honksleaf, Seth playing Otis, the other Seth playing Quill. Kyle playing Jean Auton. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week. Guaranteed Adventures is brought to you by Tim Gallegos as our GM, Nathan Kuypers, Seth Guthrie, Kyle Bateman, and myself, Seth Kleinwert. Our theme song was created by Rob Benson. And our Maplewood theme is Wonderland by Roman Senny K Music. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GUAdventurePod. Please feel free to give us a rating on our podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for sticking around for the end of the episode. We really appreciate you listening to our second adventure here, and we're excited to see what comes next. Here's a preview of our next episode coming out next week. John walks in. I guess, are you guys, did you keep up with John or are you coming in later, uh, Quill? I would have waited for him. Okay, at the I, entrance. Yeah. Okay, nice. and I, just to see if I noticed him. There you go. Yeah. Can Nine. I? Can I see if he noticed me? Yeah. Yeah. Make a make a stealth roll, stealth check, and then a perception because you're actually looking for him, right? No. Oh, you're not. You're no. just okay.
16. 16? Yeah, that uh, makes me. Okay. Uh, what's your passive perception? Nine. Nine? Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. My passive perception is nine. <laughs> I would have had it gotten a zero for him to notice me. <laughs> Do you have a plus nine to that? Yeah. Okay, expertise. Wow. What kind of characters did you guys create? An idiot. I have expert <laughs> I have expertise in five skills. Oh my Don't goodness. worry, my my character makes up for them. <laughs> Perfect.